We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I certainly want to thank you for joining us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, and it is a joy to be able to come to you by this means today. And uh, we're hoping you're having a great day. And uh, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hopefully you are rejoicing today. Well, this is a special month. We know this is the love month, right? And uh, every time I say that word love like that, I think of that old, old uh, television show many, many years ago. But uh, anyway, I want to talk to you today about, of course, being February. I want to talk to you today about maybe would be called something the greatest the greatest. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we know that this is considered the love chapter. Now we know that uh, the word charity uh, is actually the word of love in the word of God. And it's a very, it's the strongest form of love, by the way. And the Bible says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that i could remove mountains and have not charity i am nothing i'll think about that whether you're a great orator whether you have the great gift of speech but if you don't have love it's just noise uh, even if you have all of the faith in the world and you can remove mountains and move mountains but the bible says that if you don't have love it profiteth you nothing and then the Bible tells us down here in verse 13, and now about a faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. So I want to speak to you maybe for a couple of uh, podcasts on just simply the greatest. And uh, I want to speak on the greatest, which is what? Love. Can I say to you today, there is a command to love. In verse 2, the Bible says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity. I am nothing. I want you to think about something. The Bible is a love letter. Now, I know a lot of people don't look at the Bible as a love letter, but it is a love letter. It is a love letter from the one who loves us supremely. And you say, well, how do you know for sure that it's a love letter? Because everything precious has been written in red. And I want you to know today that we know that he loves us supremely because he gave the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate gift. He gave his son and the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to wash our sins away. And so the Bible is a love letter. When you read the Bible, it's a letter from the one who has supremely loved us. And everywhere you slice the Bible, it bleeds. Why? Because it is the unfolding drama, the unfolding story of redemption. From beginning to end, God gives us everything we need to know from Genesis to Revelation. And we're thankful. Now, because he loved us, what does he tell us to do? He commands us to love. No doubt about it. What are we to, who are we to love? We're to, ultimately, we're to love the Lord with what? Our heart, our soul, our mind, with all of our being. And so I hope you love the Lord today. I will tell you this. If you know him, you'll love him. You know why I know that? Because the Bible says, for the love of Christ constraineth me. Then the Bible tells us we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. And when we recognize and realize how much he loved us, it is nothing but a natural reaction to love the one back that loves us. See, love motivates love. Love motivates love. I believe that's one reason why we're in such a 
divisive world today because we're 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 spreading hate. So hate does what? It brings hate, no doubt about it. But love brings love, motivates love. Hate motivates hate. But I'm thankful love motivates love. And so I hope and pray this morning that you or today you love the Lord. Then can I say we ought to love our uh, friends, our spouses, our family. We all know this. Uh, this is so very elementary that we're to love our families, we're to love our friends, we're to love the people that are special to us, we're to love them with all of our hearts. Uh, then we're also to love the brethren. Uh, we're told to love the brethren. We're to love God's people. And uh, think about that. One way we can do that is when we fellowship or we attend a church, we are always rubbing shoulders with other brothers and sisters in Christ, and we ought to love our brethren. That's a command that God has given us. And then I want you to know we are to love the things that Christ loves. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, there in the book of Philippians that let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so we are to love like he loves. What are some of the things the Lord loves? Well, the Bible says he loves the church. He loved the church. Why? How do we know that? Because he said he gave himself for it. He loved the church so much that he gave himself for it. So we ought to love the church. You know who else we ought to love? We ought to love sinners. You know what? Because we are we are one, right? We're all sinners. Uh, now, look, you might be saved. Well, what that means is you're a saved sinner. Uh, you've been redeemed. You've been bought back by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what? There are people that don't think like us. They don't act like us. They don't want to have anything to do with God. Why? Because they're in enmity with God. The Bible says that they that know not Christ as enemies with Christ. Why? They don't understand the gift and the joy of salvation. And we know they don't think like us. They don't act like us. We're to love them. You know, I'm thankful the Lord Jesus Christ. He loves sinners. Wasn't the Pharisees always was saying, oh, he's always with those publicans and sinners. They were trying to use that to disdain him. But that was a great compliment because the Bible says that's why the Lord Jesus Christ came to save sinners. And I'm just like the Apostle Paul, of whom I am chief. I'm glad that the Lord didn't come to save um, to come and save people that didn't need it. He didn't come to save people that didn't need it. No, he came to save people that needed it, sinners. And I'm thankful that we can be saved by grace. And so I hope and pray you love the things that Christ loves. You're commanded to love. Why? Because charity is the greatest. Here's what the Bible says. Without love, I am nothing. Now think about that. What is your relationships without love? What good does your faith do if you don't love the one that you're putting faith in? What matters if you can remove a mountain and you don't know even love the person that you're removing it for? See, everything is about love. That's why the Bible says all of these, we know that faith, hope, and charity abideth. But the greatest of these is love. Without love, I'm nothing. Let's say that I'm the greatest preacher in the world. And man, I can make people cry. I can make them laugh. I'm the greatest orator. But if I don't have love, the Bible says it's just noise. You know what I've learned in my lifetime? I've learned people don't care what you know. You know that? People really don't care what you know. I'm going to tell you what people want to know. They want to know you care. They want to know you love. And boy, I'm going to tell you right now, that right there is the secret to successful pastoring, to successful ministry, to successful relationships, to successful uh, friendships is when someone knows you have their best interests in mind, when they know you care about them. See, command to love. We are to, we're commanded to love. 
Now, not only that, we talk about the greatest, but let me talk to you about the characteristics of love. Now, we won't finish this today. We'll finish this on the next podcast. But what are the characteristics of real, true charity? Well, the Bible tells us here. The Bible says here uh, in verse number four, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. It doth not behave itself unseemly. It seeketh not her own. It's not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity. In other words, it doesn't rejoice in sin, but yet it rather rejoices in truth. It beareth all things. It believeth all things. It hopeth all things. And it endureth all things. And here's the other one. It never fails. It never fails. Love never fails. You, you don't fall out of love with somebody. You don't fall out of love. You might, you might put your love somewhere else, but once you choose to love something, it never fails. If you ever love someone, that love never fails. Now, the Bible says here that what are the characteristics of love? Well, number one, it's long-suffering. Long-suffering. You know, we don't like this because really long-suffering means you give chance after chance after chance after chance. Long-suffering. God is long-suffering. Why? Because he loves us. Long-suffering. That's exactly what that means. It's long-suffering. So it suffers long. And sometimes pain, sometimes love is very painful, but it suffereth long. And then I want you to know this. The Bible says it's kind. You know, it's kind. You know what we need a great revival in this world today is just kindness. You know, people are so ugly to one another. People are so rude. People are so mean. You know, um, you think about going into certain places and place of business you know you used to be able to go to a place of business and you would at least think the person working behind the counter would be kind to you why they want your business they want you to come back but i'm telling you uh, even today uh, even people that don't even that are even behind counters that's going to really rely on their income based on what if they get a, a customer back it's hard to find kindness today but you know what the bible says charity is kind it is very very kind so that's a characteristic of love let me give you something else. Um, it envieth not. Now, I'm going to say this. We know the Lord was the greatest lover. We know he's the greatest lover, but the Bible said he's a jealous God. So what does this mean, envieth not? It's, 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 it's void of jealousy. It envieth not. It, in other words, it's not envying something that is good for that person. That doesn't mean that from time to time that you're not going to get a little jealous of the person you love. Because let me tell you, God got jealous when his people was uh, worshiping idols and false gods. It's very clear. It's in the word of God. But this envieth not simply means that you're not envying. If you love, let's just say you love your spouse. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to envy her or him. If something good happens to them, you're going to be thankful for that. You're not going to be envious of that. If you love another pastor, if I'm a pastor and I love another pastor and maybe their church gets blessed, look, if I truly love that church and I truly love that pastor, I'm not going to envy that. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to rejoice that something good happened to that man or to that woman or to those people that I love. We're not setting their envy. So oh, I wish that was me. I wish that was mine. No, if we love somebody, we're not going to be envious of what they have or what they do. We're going to be encouraged, and we're going to be thankful. Amen. That's true love. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. 
Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.